I heard I watched the episode like in the middle of the night in, in Texas and I was dying. <laughs> your ancestral okay, spirits singing through your veins. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. It, yeah, it was, it's like you were at where the ley lines converge. <laughs> are you are you are you ready? Funny. Expensive. Wanna Whatever. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where three 30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam, New Year, Sam, Doug, and Jim, Calvin Coolidge for president. Today, we cover episode 8, part 2 of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 8, part 2's title is Doug on the wild side. The single place Doug has never wanted to be and will never be again. <laughs> right. And he gets there through a traditionally unusual uh, route. Now, we open this episode with Doug writing in his journal from the start. And he says that his grandma Opal is coming to visit. And his first thing that he says is effectively, I like her, but I wish she was normal. Right? Uh, like, she's too interesting for me. Yeah, no. Grandma is cool, unlike anyone else I know. Well, except for your older <laughs> sister and your buddy Skeeter. And, in fact, basically everybody you know is significantly cooler than you, Doug. Yeah, and just, like, significantly more unusual, right? Yeah. And that's, Doug fantasizes know. about his grandma coming to his house sitting down in complete silence <laughs> yeah he fantasizes that his grandma just like rings the doorbell his whole family comes to open the door and then his grandma needs like attending to she's like oh just set me down and i've brought you all pickled beets just and put I'm going me in to- a nice little corner where i can die peacefully <laughs> Right. It's just like, just don't pay attention to me. I don't need anything because I am just an I'm normal. Assuming... Right. I'm and... furniture. <laughs> Come sit on my lap, old Doug, and it'll be just like you're in your favorite rocker. Now run along. Grandma's going to quietly sit here and knit each one of you some socks out of this dryer lid. <laughs> God. But then, alas, we learn that this is merely what Doug wants. And what Doug wants and what reality is, as ever, are very, very different. Because there's a roar of a mighty hog outside. And the she cry. She also says, real quick, she also says that she wants to knit Doug's whole in this fantasy she wants to knit Doug's whole family socks made out of dryer lint, which is just awful socks that's just that's jim jenkins realizing i should have something like a joke somewhere in here so it's not entirely me complaining about how i didn't like my grandma (laughs) or just like is he wishing that his own grandma just knit socks out of dryer lint almost definitely (laughs) and this is where we're going into like as i said a little bit ago there uh like grandma Shows up, there's the roar of a motorcycle, and Grandma's come to town! And she she has the same guitar riff that Roger does, yep. or at least very similar. Alright, time for some generational warfare shit. <laughs> Doug, despite being... Doug, despite being born in 1980 and being presented to tiny baby millennials, is the product of the mind of Jim Jenkins, and Jim Jenkins was born in 53. He's a late boomer, but he's a boomer. And that means his dad was a greatest... And that means his grandma remembers the 20s. As we find ourselves now charging into the 2020s, time for a brief recap of the 1920s. Remember that book, The Great Gatsby, they made you read in high school? Yeah. I don't know how to read. (laughs) That was the 1920s. A bunch of very rich assholes throwing bad parties, a bunch of less rich assholes throwing better parties, and everyone else being told they live in the best time imaginable while they have to clean up after the rich assholes' messes. Such a great thing that a bunch of things has changed. Assuming that you were rich and white. Yes. And one of the features of the 1920s that people don't really pay a lot of attention to is the 1920s were liberated, to use the preferred euphemism. 
That decade is the origin of the word sexy, because before then, you just used a bunch of euphemisms, oh, how beautiful you are, and no, the degenerates of the 1920s were able to say, to look at somebody and say, you look like somebody I would like to have sex with. This was the hip new thing to say. <laughs> would they say it literally? Yep. <laughs> would they walk up to someone That's what and say, sexy meant, baby. <laughs> <laughs> does it work hello um, yeah sexy mama <laughs> yeah let me put it this way we had grandparents it worked women had just gotten the right to vote it was now considered slightly less unthinkable to get a divorce speakeasies were a thing cocaine was having its first big outing and white people were learning that both jazz and jazz cigarettes could be used to get your fuck on marijuana <laughs> cigarettes yep oh <laughs> I See, I don't know this cool lingo like yes. you guys. The parents of the baby boomers looked at the 1960s and said, My God, is this what we fought for? The grandparents of the baby boomers said, Fuck yeah, it was. Shake what grandma gave you, baby, with a happy tear in their eyes. So in in this instance, you're saying that Doug's grandma is the shake what God, what, what daddy gave you. Yeah, pretty much. Doug's grandma all Doug's grandma is an emissary from a generation that is now entirely dead. The people who were in the 20 people who were in their 20s in the 1920s when it was young, hot, sexy and when by the time the 1960s rolled around, these people looked at all the free love and pot smoking and whatnot and said, "Oh, adorable. They think that's what a party is. I could smoke you under the table, you little shits." This grandma fucks. Pretty much. Yeah, that's more or less what happens in this episode is Doug's grandma constantly shows Doug how much cooler she is than him. Or at least, like, uh, how much she thinks she's cooler than him. Well, honestly, thinking you're cooler than Doug, low bar. Sure. So I don't know why, but this episode has, like, stuck with me throughout my several years of having Doug brain, specifically the phrase, Come on, mad dog, let's ride. I don't know why it's like, but I can like, I can hear that line clearly in my head and I think about it a lot. And I don't know why. <laughs> what do you think about when you think about, come on, Pain. Mad dog? Like, what is it? <laughs> Wait, no, but like, so you have this thought mm-hmm. and then you're like, Mm, now what where is your mental state right after you hear let's ride mad dog you know how you just sometimes get a song stuck in your head that, that's Constantly. what that's what happens to me with doug quotes it just like it just pops in there do any of them help you no <laughs> of course <laughs> not and i i remember this episode for that phrase but as we'll get to in a bit i there's another thing i should have remembered from this episode that i yep. did not <laughs> We'll yeah, get there. Bunch- we'll get there. Hopefully you block that part out. <laughs> so, okay. So, Grandma Opal rolls up, and uh, she comes in the door, and she's wearing, like, crazy motorcycle outfit. She's got, like, one of those pilot hats on. She's got, like, a scarf. Like, she's, uh, she's like, ready to go. She's wearing a leather jacket with, like, fringe on it, right? Um, and Grandma Opal comes in and starts, like, giving gifts to... To the family. She's like, oh, I've been traveling the world, right? And I've got all these gifts from different places. Ever since uh, I killed my husband, I've had a lot of free time. <laughs> right. I assume that she just, like, rides her motorcycle around the world. Getting so. into adventures. She has a much more interesting TV show. Right, yeah. Let's see the TV show about Grandma Opal, not about Doug. Yeah, uh, also just for visual reference, Grandma Opal looks like uh, bootleg Marge Simpson. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people in this show do. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, they say draw what you know. Look at your references. I mean, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So the first thing she gives is she gives them a, a gift to Judy. Uh, and she says uh, that they are, obviously she uses the phrase Indian over Native American boots. And she says, I got you some Indian boots. Genuine be- Indian muckalucks from grandma's expedition up Mount Nosebleed. Right. And Judy's like, oh, this, this is actually cool. This is like perfect for my one woman show. Because yeah, right? Judy and grandma are on the same page. They're both cool people and therefore they are capable of taking a look at, hell yeah, appropriation. No part of this is a bad <laughs> idea. Absolute garbage. 
I mean, that's kind of what you what you guys were talking about that the beatniks would kind of do, right? Like in general. Oh yeah. Is that they? Yeah, they kind of appropriate other cultures. Uh, so yeah, so Judy's totally into this. Also, f- briefly imagine for a second, we nobody in this podcast is probably in the target audience for a one woman show, but imagine a one woman show from a fifteen year old. And it also, we saw her do it earlier. It was True, great. it did kick ass. That was the one where she, at least in Doug's fantasy, that she had Doug. <laughs> Never mind, I'm taking a complete 180 on this. I do now yeah. actually want to see the Abominable Snow Girl featuring Judy Funny. Yeah, I definitely would watch this. I want to see any. What we're saying here is we want to see any other character but Doug do something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Abominable yeah. Snow Girl features Judy mimicking that she's menacing the shit out of his her little brother. That's probably pretty right, good. I mean, she did that too in an episode. Yeah. Where she, she was the plaque and she chased Doug around the mouth, right? Yeah, she feels sick about I'm down for this. Girl. I am. Where's Judy's podcast? Let's get her yeah. on. Uh-huh. I would, that would be the if we just had like we just got Judy's voice actor to be on this show <laughs> doing Judy's voice, just dunking on Doug the whole time. And also <laughs> us just by inference. It's like Yeah, and like like we don't we don't get Doug's voice actor on the show ever. We just get we Judy's on. We couldn't afford Doug's voice actor. It's Billy West. True. Yeah, he's a big fucking deal. Yeah, we gotta look up who Judy's. I, like, not saying this would ever be possible. <laughs> oh, it wouldn't but, at like, all. But we're gonna get really the cease funny. and desist before we get Judy's. <laughs> oh yeah, easily. <laughs> we finally got noticed. By the way, in related news, the podcast is now over. <laughs> We've deleted the record. We have to remove every instance of us saying the word Doug from this podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of work, but I'm ready for it. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, so now that Judy has her her nice boots, uh, 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 the grandma gives a gift to Doug's uh, mom and dad. And in a previous episode, we were like, we had the observation of, hey, what's Doug's mom's name? We finally learn it. We learn it from uh, her mother-in-law because this is Doug's dad's mom. Yeah. Uh, we learn that it's Theta. Grandma gives. Theta and Phil matching caveman outfits that on the front say, I club you. And the club is a symbol, like the card, playing card symbol. These are also like cartoon caveman outfits that both Doug's mom and dad have already stripped down and gotten into complete with club. Doug's dad is scratching himself awkwardly. Absolute yeah. freaks. They just got changed. They just changed their clothes in front of their kids. <laughs> yeah, you don't think they like went to another room? They no. were just like, take it. Imagine Look, we for gotta a second <laughs> that your mom gives you a gift of a caveman getup complete with club, and your reaction is, I must immediately, me and my beloved, strip and put this on so she can see us in them. Yeah. Well, maybe they were doing it to show her that it was a bad idea. But <laughs> I'm personally now... <laughs> thinking that this is more a feature of Doug's dad is like Doug comes by it honestly, and oh. as such, up an authority figure has told him, "Oh, go ahead, put it on, dear." And despite the fact that Phil is internally his own personal home for infinite losers, is just screaming about how terrible and awful an idea this is, and his children Damn. will never respect him now. He does put on the outfit because otherwise he is not obeying mother. Yeah, you're put probably on, you right. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, it the uh, outfits come from Mount Saint Buster Caves, <laughs> which <laughs> what? I, I I am Saint Buster. <laughs> I love to bust. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Mount me in time to fuck out. Mount Saint Bustin <laughs> Caves. Good. 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 Like it sounds like it's supposed yeah. to be a joke, but fuck if I know. Also, important question. Why did the gift shop at Mount Saint Buster Caves have caveman getups? Right. I mean, I assume that say it's like I club were... you on them. I assume that they, like, it was a place there were, like, cave paintings that you could go and see, and then they were like, oh, let's cash in on this bad boy with some boomer meme language, right? Maybe <laughs> maybe uh, Doug's grandma has schizophrenia and she's just making all this up. 
Maybe these places don't actually exist. I mean, she might just be oh, trolling oh, her son. She- we see that she is skilled in the fine art of trolling the shit out of people with anxiety. <laughs> yeah, she does this repeatedly through the episode. <laughs> anyway, the, also, she then follows up as they're scratching uncomfortably and Doug's dad is smiling uncomfortably. She says, have fun, but don't knock yourselves out. <laughs> you get it? Actual jokes in Doug has now risen to five. This is not a drill. We may soon have a sixth joke. Well, so was the sixth joke was the I club you because it was supposed to be like, I love you, but oh, I'm not giving him that. <laughs> I'm not giving him oh that my God. for one second. I what did. the fuck else would it have been? Just I get that's what they were trying for. I'm not dignifying that with saying it's a joke. Because, like, a club is like a heart, and they, like it's like a car playing cards play. Come on, right? <laughs> <laughs> I leave it to it you, to people be. of the jury. <laughs> it has to be. I'm going with it. Oh, God. Anyway... Dan Grandma Opal gives Doug a box of extra small condoms. <laughs> Wait, what? No. She, really? Uh, what? Is this in like saw, a special cut that you watched? I saw her blacked out there. What happened? Thanks, Grandma. I can't wait to see. What is it? <laughs> no. I mean, okay. So, Grandma, maybe you can infer this from what she does give him. Uh, Grandma Opal gives Doug like a disco jacket, right? Like, does this one? I don't think she says where it came from. She's just like, "Here's this disco jacket, dude." Right? <laughs> I could have sworn it was a box of extra small condoms. <laughs> Sam, Wait, do you Sam, I'm ready to have advanced, Doug Brain. <laughs> I can't tell if you're doing a bit right now. Are you serious? I'm doing a bit right now. Yes. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I don't have dementia. Come on. <laughs> Look, sometimes I... Look, you've been in Texas for a bit. There's warning signs here. We have to check you. You may have been infected. Have any time in the past couple of weeks, have you fired off a six-shooter into the sky while hooting? No, but I do have a box of extra small condoms. (laughs) Oh, okay, For someone else. For someone else. (laughs) Don't worry, Sam. I club you. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> no one's allowed to cut that. <laughs> I damn you! I'm sworn to. I cannot deny this charge. Okay, okay. So fuck. So Doug is staring at his box of extra small condoms. <laughs> he's told he to try it. it on by his grandma. Yeah. Let's keep this fucking yeah. bit rolling, shall we? we? We're rolling with this for the rest of the episode. <laughs> Dear reader, it is a disco jacket, but for the rest of this, we're going to play it like it's a box <laughs> So, So Grandma's like, hey, try, try, those, try those bad boys on. And he's really and, nervous uh, about this. He goes to the home for he goes reason. to the home for infinite losers, where he is being yelled at by the fashion police, Roger and BB, for daring to wear that. Okay, buddy, you're surrounded. Throw out the goofy jacket and come out with your hands up. You can't get away with it. <laughs> and one of the and one of the other police officers looks just like a clone of Doug. Yeah, it's like it's like a guy with like uh, his hat pulled down over his head, and it looks just like Doug. Skeeter's <laughs> so, also on the fashion police. Yeah, Skeeter is on the fashion police because he's a criminal on hire. We've seen what Skeeter <laughs> wears as far as shoes. Right. I guess he is so, supposed to be fashionable. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. But so Doug is getting arrested by his friends and also Roger. <laughs> by the people he believes is his friends. Uh, but yeah, so he he decides he's like, okay, I'll no, I'll do it later. I don't want to wear this now, yeah. right? I'll wear it as um, soon as it gets and- dark. I-, I mean, cooler out, which, okay, dick move there, Doug. <laughs> right. That's that's put the jacket on, Doug. God damn it! Who cares? (laughs) You you saw your mother and father strip down and put on the stupid caveman outfit. You can see your mom's titties. (laughs) Doug, just put the condom. (laughs) Try them on. See if they fit. (laughs) He's gonna wait till it's cooler out. (laughs) 
I'm never, okay, we're done. <laughs> Enough of this. Okay, so let's go to something that's less awkward. The first place they go on the motorcycle trip. Yeah. Well, okay. So Doug and Grandma are like, "All right, let's go on an adventure." Like Doug, let's let's go places, right? Because she says that she wants to go on a tour, and she wants Doug to take her on a tour of Bluffington. And everyone else is in the family is like, I don't want to go. Yeah, <laughs> and <bad>. like, no. <laughs> Doug's dad takes Doug aside and just says, it's your call, son, but grandma doesn't wear a watch. She doesn't believe in them. Right, which gives me, like, how did grandma make it on time to all of her flights that she took to all these, like, wild places, right? It may be that grandma has just been motorcycle touring or some shit like that. She drives her motorcycle up mountains. <laughs> <laughs> and into the ocean. Yes. <laughs> She's got that like Batman motorcycle that transforms into a submarine. Maybe she exists outside of time and she doesn't believe in the concept of time itself. She has been enlightened. <laughs> She's similar to Grandma outside of time. Yeah, similar to <laughs> Lamar Bone. She's an extra dimensional entity designed to cause anxiety in Doug. But unlike Lamar Bone, she does not exist solely to cause pain. So. Quick, quick question. Like, when Doug takes her on a tour of Bluffington, how many stops do they have overall? Is it just one? Is it just where they go for lunch? Yeah. That one, they've like, they stop at a couple stoplights and things happen, but they really, yeah, they They only only stop at the one place. So, by tour. Let's save that one place for now because it's. We're building this one up, kids, and trust me, you're not going to be disappointed. It's not good. It's really bad, in fact. Okay. But first. So, yeah. But first. Uh, so, Doug, like, Doug is told, you got to do this because none of the rest of us want to hang out with Grandma. <laughs> and <laughs> We're all busy. Uh, yeah, we're all busy get, and don't Get her like out her. of the house, Doug. Yeah. We're off to see just what this town is made of on my new motorcycle. M- m- motorcycle? Mm-hmm. I've never r- ridden on a motorcycle before. <laughs> so... Grandma's like, all right, we gotta, we're gonna go on my cool motorcycle. And Doug's like, oh, I've never been on a motorcycle before. And Grandma's like, it's cool. You just gotta wear this helmet. And she has a helmet for Doug and also a helmet for Porkchop because, you know, they do. Just like how the Beats had a sweater for Porkchop. <laughs> like, she has a helmet for Porkchop. You have to make sure that tiny dog, Weenus, is not exposed to the sun. Right. And Doug has a fantasy about being on a big old hog as a biker. And he's like dressed, you know, like a like one of those like in like a biker jacket and like a bandana. And he's on like one of those chopper motorcycles that you lean back in. He's like, yeah, we're we're gonna go. Come on, mad dog, let's ride. Yeah. And him and Porkchop ride off into the sunset. Okay, yeah, for so, whatever reason, that that phrase is just burned into my brain. Hell yeah. So also, <laughs> this is the point where like. I mentioned the good people of the flapper generation at the top of this, demonstrating that Jim Jenkins is somewhat aware that you do have to make some changes. He changed what the flapper anthem was, because the line of the young, liberated young women of the time was, and I quote, I'm free, white, and 21. The anthem that let your great-grandfather know he stood a good shot of getting laid tonight. Oh my god. It was just a thing that... It was a way to say that, look, I'm a young, liberated woman. I can do whatever I want. And by the way, what was that thing you said in the middle there? (laughs) (laughs) My pussy's popping off. (laughs) I'm picturing, you know, like how people throw like theme parties where you dress in the 20s. You have a little murder mystery party. I'm picturing someone being like, all right, we're all young and white here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything's great. Wait. Hold on. That's that's not great. That's oh geez. That's one of those things that like like I totally believe was true, but never learned because like people don't want you to have that like you know distorted like actual yeah. That was one of those things that you by the time of their parents' age, that was kind of a one. That's a thing you say (laughs) because hell yeah, I'm young on the town and ready to fuck, and nobody wants to hear their parents saying that. And the other one was that, um, well, hmm, we've just, we've learned in the past couple of decades that perhaps part of this saying might be bad. 
yeah. and suggest that, so, ah, if you don't have that one, you don't get any of these other things. And the baby boomers <laughs> were at least smart enough to realize, maybe we should stop rubbing it in. We'll still keep doing all right. the awful shit, but we can stop rubbing it in. <laughs> it could be a little less obvious. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but Grandma Opal in this show does have a catchphrase that she uses constantly where she's like, life's a picnic and I'm starving. And she says this like... Ten times yes. through the episode. Come on, Doug. Life's a picnic and I'm starving to death. Life's a picnic and I'm being stung by bees. <laughs> life's a picnic life's, and I'm covered a, in ants. <laughs> life's a picnic and I got a nice towel to lay on. <laughs> life's a picnic and it I'd forgotten that picnics actually suck in retrospect. Never mind. <laughs> life's a life's a picnic and I'm wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Life's a picnic and grandma's down to fuck. Yep. Life's a picnic and it is raining. (laughs) Okay, okay. So we exit this fantasy. And also, oh, in this fantasy, Doug has a, a tattoo of a heart that says mayonnaise on it. So, like, of course, this could be Patty. But yeah, it's much funnier the other way. Condom. He I, just loves condiments. Now, in this, in my head, Cannon, here, he's divorced in this, like, scene. <laughs> and he just refuses to get the tattoo removed. Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. Yeah. He. He removed the part that said patty mayonnaise, and it just says, man, you, like, get the tattoo of a sandwich underneath it. Yes! <laughs> a picnic. Yeah. Yeah. He was married to Patty for about five minutes, and then immediately she filed for divorce. <laughs> Never mind, made a mistake. Life's a picnic, and I'm going through a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. Life's a picnic, and I'm in a box of extra small condoms. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Dig in, buddies. Okay, okay. So uh, we go back into the real world, and Doug is in Grandma's sidecar. Which I have to say, most people think sidecars are for wimps, and I love sidecars. I think they're awesome. Like, I they look stupid as hell. Being in one is actually cool. Like, I was in a I, I, I was in a sidecar once because there was this dude who I didn't know who had a motorcycle who was riding around and he had a sidecar. I was like, let me get in that bad boy. <laughs> and what, what I immediately did, and he was like, all right. All right, <laughs> like I got in there, and I did the thing where you like sit in it and you look forward and you point forward very pointedly, and I said, "Onward, ho!" <laughs> and he was just like, "Man, and that's sucks. how Mike got abducted to South Africa." <laughs> no, no, I mean this guy was not into the ride. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like he he took me we were just in like a park or something it was just like driving around in a circle i don't remember but uh he was like you're supposed to be cooler than this and i was like no nope, <laughs> this is what i like cash it in your chips i also would like to know here that uh doug has pork chops sit in his lap in the sidecar <laughs> which is insane <laughs> it's the most dangerous thing ever <laughs> Okay, at least he's got a doggy helmet. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, we roll up. We like She, like, rolls up to a stoplight or something, and, like, a bunch of bikers are well, behind her. back like, up for just one second. Doug yep. has a line here that I think encapsulates the <laughs> essence of Doug. And it's Ooh. while they're driving, and uh, the grandma's like, Hey, Doug, how you liking it? And Doug's like, Hey, it's pretty cool. I hope my lips don't chap. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Just out Wait. of just out of nowhere for no reason, not referencing anything. So just tiny and mundane, stupid and perfectly dug. It's perfectly dug. <laughs> Is that like a thing that would happen on a motorcycle? I mean, I don't sort of. Know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're going, it's like, a real concern. I mean, yeah, insofar as if you're out and it's dry and it's windy, your lips will chap. And so if you're in a motorcycle, yeah, sure, definitely. Thanks for using time in this cartoon to do that line. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> I would I would love it if, like, at the end of the episode, he was just, like, putting chaps <laughs> Doug called just, like, back. Because there's they, some payoff for it. Because they had to pay it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like check off. Okay. Like, we need a term for it, because 
Doug doesn't leave Chekhov's guns lying around on fire. At least, like, Chekhov's matchsticks. Chekhov's cutlery. Just, <laughs> periodically, Doug just chucks a spoon over one shoulder and trusts that, eh, don't worry, nobody will notice. <laughs> okay. Man, so, okay, so so we roll up to a stoplight, and a bunch of bikers start, like, revving up and coming up behind And the him. bikers are orcs. Just straight up. <laughs> They are yeah, they have like fangs. They, yeah, they're vampire teeth. They got re- yeah, they got fangs. They've got red eyes. They got these growths, low voices. And like yeah, like it's just something out of these people. Like in a world where uh, real world style, the uh, cartoons work in different places. Like Who Framed Roger Rabbit. These guys absolutely just got off their ship in the cartoon version of Lord of the Rings and wandered over on set. <laughs> they live in Doug's house. <laughs> Or maybe as a pastime, they just go and harass people in Doug's neighborhood. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of work since the animated Lord of the Rings forum. It's a real shame. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, so uh, they, they they roll up, and Doug's like, oh, they look like some pretty tough customers. And they roll up to Grandma, and one of them's wearing a shirt that says Bubba on it and says, hey, I'm Bubba. <laughs> so, <laughs> Greetings, Bubba. They just... I want a, sh- I want a wear- shirt like that. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. a little shirt that just I want a shirt like that that says it. somebody else's name. <laughs> right. You remember that time in college when we talked about getting shirts with each other's faces on them? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> we just walk around together with each other's faces. <laughs> Holding hands. <laughs> yeah. That would have been so good. We got to do that at some point. <laughs> Okay. Good so plans. Good plans maybe, for the future. John. So who knows? Maybe they're doing this too. Maybe Bubba is someone else on the on the on the motorcycle team, and he's just saying he's Bubba. Or maybe no, I'm team. Bubba. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So Bubba rolls up and he asks Granny to drag race. Hey, Granny, that's a nice chopper. Wanna drag? And she goes, she says something stupid here. What does she say? Oh, she she goes, oh, I don't want to drag, but I love to brag. <laughs> it's, yeah. This is, this is my, this is part of my thesis on just her having schizophrenia. She's just doing word salad. <laughs> but it pays off because she goes, let me brag. Let me show you these photos of my grandkids. And the motorcyclist sensibly being concerned that this woman has dementia. Yeah, no, it, but Bubba, like, appeases her and is like, "Oh, you're cute. I'm sorry. Let me show you my kids, too. He's, he's like, I got a couple of little monsters. And he shows him, and his kids look like the Beats. Pictures of, like, eight distinct kids. Yeah, and, well, no, they look like the Beats, though. Yeah, they have, weird. Like, the yeah. same... They have the same kind of like glasses. They all, oh, they all have like cool sunglasses on, even though they're like babies. Yeah, he's he's like raising these kids to be rock stars or something. Hell yeah. Um, but so they're like, all right, crisis averted. Uh, now let's. I'm going let's to get let, some me, lunch. let me let me phase us into this one quietly. <laughs> so yeah, she takes a look and says, "Hey, let's try this place. This is." And uh, Doug says, I don't know. I th- always thought the Honker Burger was a pretty big adventure. Oh, come on, Doug. Let's try it. And what follows is more adventure than Doug knows. Because, gentle yeah. reader, it is 1991, and this is about the point that the Richmond, Virginias of the world were discovering, wow, sushi's good. Let's explore. Look, okay, before we get into this, like, I want to, like, have a little serious talk. Like, the three of us are three 30-something straight white guys. Like, this is, we talked about before that, like, they say there aren't races in Doug, but then they do, like, some kind of little bit racy things. And that's kind of what this gets into. And, like, we really want to be sensitive about this and, like, do our best to talk about what's what is wrong with this and if we're being wrong like please let us know like we want to learn with you right like we yeah seriously seriously the other thing that interests me about this bit is it's pretty well done by the standards of the time insofar as the message is not that sushi is weird the message is not that the people who eat it are weird right everything about it would probably just pass muster as completely okay what the moral they're trying to do. Except for, remember how the soundtrack of the show 
is all <sighs> mouth noises. Yeah, that does not translate well to Asian themes. <laughs> as soon as this happened, I, t- I texted Mike and Jim immediately, being like, holy shit, Doug finally went to the racism factory. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. I Um, actually consulted with an expert on this one, i.e. somebody who has frequently gotten pissed off at the way his culture is depicted. And I did confirm that, in fact, the technical terminology among people in the know for it is what, in fact, is that Ching Chong bullshit for (laughs) when somebody is trying to sound vaguely Asian and is just saying gibberish. Yeah, so that's basically what's happening here as they go to have a sushi adventure. Uh, and, like, it's clear that this is, like, it's not, like, fake Japanese. Like, this is Japanese. Like, there's a sign on the front that in Japanese says sushi, right? <laughs> like, this now, is there It's, it's clear at first that it's not fake. And then uh, Doug is, of yeah. course, petrified of the fact that, oh, no. I haven't had this food before. I'm, uh, you can fill in the blanks yourself. You've been through this enough times now. Yeah. And then, well, I'll like, just have what you're having, Grandma. And Grandma is ordering the Takanuri Walla Walla Bing Bang. Said, <laughs> while there's a background noise going, <laughs> just uh, fucking Christ. Yeah, it's, it's real bad. And like, why didn't they just say I'll have the spicy salmon roll? <laughs> 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 like, this is like, you remember, uh, like in the Boy Scouts episode, we were like, we're pretty sure they could have just said the Boy Scouts, right? This one is like, we're pretty sure you, like, they could have said the fucking dragon roll. Right? Yeah. Like, that's like, a real thing at most sushi restaurants, yeah. right? But By the way, most good sushi had, re- uh, restaurants, that'll fuck you up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so, and like, oh, and also they make like a chopsticks gag. Doug is like, where'd they hide the silverware? Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, <laughs> and like pork chop is like using the chopsticks to spin plates, right? <laughs> Which like I'm pretty sure is kind of disrespectful. Just a little bit. Uh, also, it's like Japanese people eat sushi with their hands. <laughs> it's like you don't even have to do this. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to do this, Jim. The whole reason why it's got the little roll of seaweed on the outside is not because the seaweed tastes good. It's because it lets you pick it up by the little seaweed thing and not get your hands all sticky with rice. You can just fucking anyway. eat it. It's allowed. But let's take a step back here, guys. Yeah. Let's take a step back here. This is proof that in the Doug universe, Japan exists. But more, yes, Im- and- more importantly, this means anime exists. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It's this confirmed! Cartoon. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> we need an anime episode. And that means... Watches anime. No, no, because it is the 90s, and so you have to be... Well, you are in the suburbs of Richmond, Virginia. This is about the place where Doug probably knows some nerd who's real big into Japanese cartoons. It's Skeeter. <laughs> it's obviously Skeeter. Yeah, okay, good point. But I, yeah. what I'm realizing is when Doug goes to college, he will be introduced to animes and he will become that fucking guy. Yeah, he'll wear a shirt with flames on it. He will have a kimono. It will not be good. <laughs> yeah, so, okay. So let's get back to the episode. Oh, wait, wait, no, real quick. You're right. Like, so this is just, so Japan exists. And also this is further proof that like, races exist in Doug. Like, as much as they say... Yeah, you know, we're in a post-racial utopia. Color. By the way, here's this weird cultural food that Doug looks at and is like, oh, God, what could possibly be wrong with the people who make this? Right. The moral of this bit, yeah. very sensibly, is come the fuck on, Doug. It's fucking food. Yeah. You eat the food. So... <laughs> I mean, so, like, yeah, Doug is extremely grossed out when he's told that this is raw fish. And he has a fantasy in the fantasy zone about a fish being served to him and the fish is begging to live, right? He's like, please don't eat me, Doug. But Doug eats meat all the time, Yeah. Right? So it's just a question of whether it's cooked or not. It has not been not, subjected right? to the purifying flame that chases the soul hence. <laughs> Right? So, like, I'm picturing Doug at the Honker Burger, like, having a fantasy that, like, a cow is like, don't eat the Honker Burger that you eat every day. Please, Doug. Actually, no. Uh, 
But I'm just picturing Doug seeing a beat, only it's got the faces of the beat saying, No! <laughs> we just wanted to grow in peace! <laughs> we just wanted to rock, man! <laughs> God. Oh. But yeah, so they this sushi gets brought to them, and uh, she... <laughs> She's the grandma says that in order to assuage Doug, she says, I know they look like little tires, but they taste like raw fish, which is like Doug's whole issue. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And she says, in order to get past this, just pretend that it's like the first time you tried ice cream, which is a which was absolutely a hilarious flashback because we see that baby Doug's reaction to ice cream was terror and confusion until grandma told him, no, seriously, lick it. And even baby like, Doug could not disobey authority. Like, just imagine yeah. baby Doug <laughs> is crying and just his dad leans in and says, shut up, Doug. Yes, sir. Because, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what happens. Like, he immediately concedes to authority and eats this ice cream. And he, like, totally scarfs it, right? He doesn't just, like, lick it. He's just like, ah, that, that. eats this ice cream immediately, right? Um. So, yeah, so Doug remembers this lesson, and he tries the sushi. And as he eats his first bite, there is a gong sound. <laughs> uh, I had forgotten that play. part. They play the Doug theme rift, but racistly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So he eats the sushi and he loves it. Hey, he it turns out can. those weird, wacky foreigners actually have some p- things we like. Their food. Yeah. Yay. He says, I can't wait to tell Skeeter. <laughs> This part made me think that this episode is just like a gigantic ripoff of A Christmas Story, probably because I was watching A Christmas Story while <laughs> this was going on, but like, mm. the parents get weird gifts, the protagonist has an embarrassing outfit they has to wear, and then the family visits a racism factory. <laughs> yeah. Actually, <laughs> I could completely buy humor. that. That's totally on track yeah. for Jim Jenkins to have been just all about that. Yeah, yeah, because they go to a Chinese restaurant on Christmas, and hoo boy, it's worse than this one. Oh yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen it in years. Yep. Oh man. Okay, so thank God we leave the restaurant. (laughs) Yeah, this does, however, tie into like one of the interesting things about this episode as a whole is it doesn't feel like a Doug episode because a Doug episode, for all of its many faults has sort of the standard narrative arc of, okay, rising tension, rising tension, climax, denouement. Like, everything is building up to the moment when somebody says, Doug, no one cares. Doug realizes no one cares. And then everything is fine again. Mm -hmm. This one has that same thing happen like three separate times and there's no actual conclusion. Well, there is. At the very end of the episode, there's like kind of a payoff. There's like some growth. It's... Not in, like, the areas we wanted it, based on what happened in the restaurant. <laughs> but, like, <Yeah. laughs> but, like, there is growth. Yeah, like, there's the growth the at the end of it, but, like, it's just a matter of, normally it's all building up around Doug's anxiety around one thing. This one is just a number of lesser... Sure. Short buildup of anxiety. Never mind, it was nothing. Short buildup of anxiety. Yeah. Never mind, it was nothing. Short buildup of anxiety. Never mind, it was nothing. The end. I've learned my lesson. Which is just kind of a weird structure. And none of those anxiety hits are caused by Roger, except for in Doug's fantasy of the fashion police. Yes, which is strange, <laughs> but Roger I expect it's like, Grandma is a figure that is larger and more powerful than even Roger. And she did have the Roger's adjacent guitar riff. Yes, so, okay. yes, good Makes point. They, we okay. may be looking at an alternate appearance now. Grandma was... Da- <laughs> Old Roger. Yeah, Grandma was Dad's version of Roger. I'm pretty sure Roger. that... Roger owns Doug so bad that he's his grandma. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it's also Roger's grandma. <laughs> Maybe Roger's oh, I got cousin. up to a lot of stuff in my day, Douglas. Did I ever tell you about... Please, Mom, not now. <laughs> okay. You don't need to know so... about your secret family, Mom. <laughs> 
So we drive we drive back on Grandma's hog and we roll up to the library. Cruising around with Grandma was turning out okay. That is, until she got involved in my personal life. Who's the girl? And we see Patty sitting on the steps of the library, and uh, Grandma notices Doug like creeping on her, like leering <laughs> at Patty, and she's like, "Hey, what a pretty cute girl, huh? Who's that?" And uh, like, you Doug, should like, cat call her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like so, kidding. We're like sitting, Grandma like, sitting, right- yeah, Grandma seated behind Doug, all but putting her hands on his shoulders and saying. Come on, Doug, I need me some great-grandkids. Fuck, <laughs> Doug. Yeah, like, and they're sitting, like, Patty is, is like, a couple of feet away from them here. <laughs> and, like, Grandma is like, hey, you should catcall Patty, right? You should tell her that she looks nice today. When I was a young, when I was a young lady, I simply loved compliments. Still do, in fact. Yeah, Granville loves cat callers. And this is further proof that the show is written by men, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, God, like, Grandma's like, I love it when various men on the street, especially, especially when I was 11, I loved it when men on the street told me I was pretty. <laughs> right? The 20s were a hell of a time. <laughs> God. But, yeah, so, so... Doug imagines, he's like, oh, man, Grandma's telling me that I gotta tell Patty I, she looks nice, so I guess I gotta do it. And he, like, imagines saying that to Patty, and she <laughs> fucking destroys yeah. him. Loser Land is very powerful in this episode. Yeah, it yeah. absolutely rules. Just because she goes something like, well, oh, so I don't look nice every other day? And Doug is sputtering as he actually shrinks down and walks away hunched and defeated. It rules. I wonder. Yeah. I wonder how many people have like had a sexual awakening by the scene. In what no. way? Gi- like a giganticism oh. thing. Who insults you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, oh. that's a sobering thought. Sorry, you can cut that's, that. In previous ones, no, no, like, in previous ones, we established that uh, how much blood is on Jim Jenkins' hands. We've now learned the additional, <laughs> even worse corny. question. How much cum is on Jim Jenkins' hands? <laughs> how many how many uh, stilettos are in someone's face after Jim Jenkins? Thank you, Jim oh. Jenkins, for teaching a generation of people what being domed is. God, yeah, okay. So, you know, Sam, when you're saying you can remember the... <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll, Wild Dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess you picked Spin the letter. Spin my mouth, Mad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember when you first said that? You were like, there's a line in here that I should have stuck in my head. Is this the one? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I believe you. No, I'm normal. I don't, I don't believe We're that. all completely normal. Anyway, back to discussing the balance of tiny condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Grandma's like, Doug, did you bring your gift? <laughs> Are you wearing your gift yet? <laughs> Always be prepared. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> they fit perfectly. <laughs> okay, okay. So, oh, so no. okay, so, <laughs> having had this, this dumb fantasy, Doug snaps back and... Grandma's like, you gotta do it, you gotta do it, and Doug's like, oh, maybe I should do it, and he has another fantasy where he fantasizes about being Elvis. <laughs> and him saying, and you saying, look good, just knocks Patty flat on her back as hearts explode out of her. Right, so this is the, the when we talked about in the previous <laughs> one about how, like, fantasies, Patty's often submissive, now we're back to normal. Yeah, I'd just like to point out here that Doug's idea of cool is Elvis Doug. <laughs> yep. And even though even though he got he was given an Elvis jacket by his grandma and he didn't want to wear it. Yep. Right? Yep. Don't worry about That's it. Why. Jim Jenkins wasn't paying attention to that, so neither should you. God. Yeah. Yeah, so Elvis Doug impresses Patty. <laughs> <laughs> Patty enjoys the jacket Doug is wearing. Moving on. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tiny condom duck impresses Patty. <laughs> like, Patty said, like, basically, he says, you look, like, he says, you look nice today, like somebody's holding a gun to his head. And Patty like just says, robot. yeah, that's cool. Okay, carry on. And Doug just drives off happy as hell. Doug yeah, busts she goes, immediately she, into his tiny condom. <laughs> God, he was prepared. But no, uh, Patty goes, like, so Doug's saying this, like, totally robotically. And Patty, in, like, a normal voice, is just like, hey, thanks, Doug. That's a nice thing to say. And then they just burn off. <laughs> go, 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 go. You look nice today. Why, thanks, Doug. What a nice thing to say. See ya. Yeah, it's just like go get away. <laughs> and grandma does follow say up. Anything. <laughs> grandma doesn't say anything. Doug's not like, hey, this is my grandma. They just fucking book it. <laughs> Who are you riding with? <laughs> Why are you it's in a motorcycle? Are you under duress? <laughs> <laughs> Doug, blink yeah. twice if you're having an anxiety attack. Ah, damn it. <laughs> yeah, he won't stop blinking. <laughs> okay. His eyes are just shut. <laughs> okay. So, so we burn off into the sunset. And if you notice, like, we conveniently drive by a clock. Uh, and it's like, oh, it's almost dinner time. And mom said, we got to be home by six. We got to go back right now. Uh, and so, then they do. Yeah. Just and then immediately <laughs> we say, okay, the tension is, well, we got to get back right now. Next fucking frame. We're back. <laughs> yeah. Well, that yeah. was a complete waste so, of everyone's time. Yeah, they wanted. So they had to get to dinner really fast, and then Doug doesn't eat the dinner. Well, hold up. It's funny to me that like, so they had just left uh, lunch, right? So let's assume, let's be generous and say it's like two o'clock, right? Uh-huh. And with at five fifty-five, they are five minutes away from home. So for the past three hours, they've just been doing circles within five <laughs> minutes of Doug's house. Yep. <laughs> That, or they were hanging around and harassing the wait staff, and they cut that part right. for time. That's true. Yeah, for time. That's why. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, class of picnic. You ain't just whistling. <laughs> actual wine. Life's, That's actual wine. Wait, what was it that I'm just whistling? You ain't just whistling. Like Doug says, life's a picnic, and Grandma says, you ain't just whistling. Oh my god. I feel like I'm going to throw a water fountain through the window and escape the asylum. <laughs> Doug, obviously you do more at a picnic than just whistle. Like God. <laughs> Though that's probably the only one of these that really tracks as yeah, this is just an old person saying a thing that probably meant something once upon a time and now yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Twenty three skidoo, okay. grandma, so- whatever the fuck you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, like Sam was saying, we get back to dinner, and Doug is not eating dinner, or at least skip dessert, because we cut back into dessert, and uh, Doug's mom is like, or Grandma's like, oh, this pie's so good, Theta, thanks for making it. Shame Doug didn't have any, and she's like, I'll go give him some. Shame Doug had to try on his present. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's when we go. Uh, she like she like sneaks upstairs to give him some pie. Like opens the door slightly and sees that Doug is like like looking at himself in the mirror, wearing the jacket. Tiny that, condoms. Uh, the, yeah, this is this is where the tiny condoms fit so well because Doug is like trying on the jacket that he so that he well. was embarrassed. Yeah, like, like he's trying on the jacket that he was embarrassed to wear earlier, and uh, now he's like secretly proud of it. So yeah, this is like her sneaking into Doug's room, seeing him trying on condoms. <laughs> and there's just because why else would he do that in his room? Yeah, no, this entire scene, like briefly stepping outside the bit. Don't worry, we'll be back inside the condom shortly. But the cool. <laughs> this entire scene. Like, I can tell what they're kind of going for, which is, well, after that whole day, the jacket Doug thought looked bad, now he actually thinks looks cool. Except, it's complicated and baffling, 
and just features now Doug thinks he's Elvis for some fucking reason. Well, I think it's that now he trusts Grandma's sense of style because he thinks he's Grandma has shown that she's not just some weirdo who can't be trusted, yeah. right? She, he's like, wow, Grandma's actually pretty all right, and maybe this jacket. Yeah, Grandma right? is racist and does street harassment. <laughs> so I'm now one hundred percent on board with everything she does. God. Yeah, but so she tries to, like, sneak him this pie, sees sees that he's having a moment to himself and just, like, doesn't say anything, just, like, puts it on the table. and <laughs> Quietly creeps it, right? out because, never mind, God, that was a mistake to give you that jacket. <laughs> yeah, you look like shit, Doug. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm calling the fashion police. <laughs> yeah. I'm calling Roger. Um, but, okay, so uh, so now we, we cut to, like, Grandma leaving. And Grandma says that she's like, oh, I want, I'm going to go raft on the Noodle River, and you're all invited. And Judy, Mom, and Dad all give excuses. Judy's excuses, like, she has to rehearse. Which, okay, you know what? Yep. I buy it. Her son says, I have to go shopping. And he screams it. He's like, oh, I gotta go shopping. <laughs> and Theda <laughs> alone, and Theda, Theda alone Says, I have to work. Oh, Grandma, oh, I really have gotta to work. gotta go shopping. I've gotta work. Yeah, my husband's a photographer at a mall in a town of 20,000 people. Someone's gotta put food on our table, and it sure as fuck ain't him. Also, do we know what her job is? Like, no. We know that, yeah, exactly. She's the one who says she's gotta work, and we haven't been introduced to anything about her life, right? I think she said to be happy. Maybe her full time job is just being happy. <laughs> it may be. I do know that Doug has a second grandma that's also called Grandma Funny in a different episode. Wait, <laughs> do you remember wait. that? That doesn't make any goddamn yeah. sense. Two grandmas. Yeah, I know. You it doesn't make any sense. I'm I'm uh, almost positive his second grandma is also Grandma Funny. So what if Grandma's gay? Like that's awesome, right? Doug has two grandmas. Yeah, Maybe. okay, I can see that. That Maybe. or the Funnies that's are awesome. a matrilineal clan, and the funny name is passed on down through the maternal line <laughs> okay so we also learn in this that doug was not invited yeah no doug fuck her. off i spent as much time as i can bear with you you little freak <laughs> right exactly um okay so as grandma leaves uh like doug gives her a hug and is like ah well even though i wasn't invited it was good to hang out with you um and as she leaves everyone's saying goodbye and i want to make a note here real quick because Judy says, do you, like, you have to, like, really get in there to hear what they're all saying. And Judy says two things. She says, ciao. And she says, konnichiwa. Which does not mean goodbye. That's fucking good. I didn't catch that. Konnichiwa means good afternoon. And, like, so here's what I think happened. Like, here's what I really think happened, because I'm trying to, like, think of something. When the giant right? version of Is Patty that... Mayonnaise stomped through the town. No, 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 hold up. Like, so they were trying to do, like, Japanese-themed things, and they botched it earlier, and they wanted to say, make her say sayonara which is japanese but i think they thought that that didn't sound like hip enough for uh judy so they were like ah oh, fuck what's another japanese word right? i only know the three uh, in yeah, the like grand tradition of doug episodes the failure is baffling in its complexity oh i love yeah, it yeah no it's it's Pretty, it's what the hell but and then our grand finale <laughs> is okay as grandma leaves doug decides he needs to go hunt down an adventure for the first and last time in his miserable life he just goes to the honker burger almost <laughs> definitely but for a but, second so the there for he... a beautiful bright shining second doug has learned a lesson and has acted on the lesson he has learned this is actually mm -hmm. Aside from, you know, that thing we touched on, this is probably the only good episode of Doug we've seen thus far. Boys, we did it. <laughs> and there was a we found one. There was a moral. The moral was delivered in a believable way. Doug grasped the moral. Doug acted on the moral. Come on, Mad Dog. Let's ride. We just had to be real racist to get there. <laughs>
<laughs> look, I, I also like that when he says, like, we got to go on an adventure pork chop, uh, they do this by, like, they get on bikes together to, like, imitate being on the motorcycles. And pork chop has a bike, and the bike has training wheels, and his feet don't reach the pedals. The adventure is let's see how far a dog can go down the road before he gets crashed <laughs> against something. Yeah, he's just gonna push Porkchop forward. There's no law <laughs> saying a dog can't drive a motorcycle. Actually, yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And our episode yeah. concludes as it began with Doug being arrested by Roger in his dreams. <laughs> yeah, for speeding on a motorcycle and not having a license. And also, what the fuck are you doing with that dog? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay, so that's the end of this episode. Doug was on the wild side, folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The real wild side was inside us all along. <laughs> God. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, you're right. It does kind of stick the moral issue, like, of that, you know, you can learn things from other people and ostensibly learn things from other cultures and like it, it sticks that and and doug learns something as seen in the shot where he's trying on the small condom <laughs> but but it is like it's rough to get there. it's rough to get there but it got there i am in the grand tradition of the 90s and suburbia and jim jenkins who was a boomer we're very much grading on a curve here. This is Jim <laughs> Jenkins' first A. It is a D for anybody else anywhere. <laughs> a D that can only fit inside a very small condom. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> With a D embroidery on the front. Okay, let's call it. <laughs> you guys all said to call it. Yeah. Keep it wrapped, everybody. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, thanks for joining us, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. We'll see you next time. Bye.